The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. More than 200 of the world's top female hockey players have declared that they will not compete in North America next season. It's a move they hope will help establish a single economically viable professional league. Now players from both the Canadian Women's Hockey League which shut down on Wednesday and the US based NWHL have joined the walkout. The players announced their decision yesterday as I mentioned and today Carly Campbell, a player with the Toronto Furies joins me. Hey, Carly. Hello, how are you? I am good. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, back this up a little bit. And uh, first off, for, for those folks um, who are wondering, you know, exactly what's going on and the situation that our, our, our female players are in right now, can you break it down a little bit for them as far as, you know, kind of the, uh, the pay that you're getting, the, the health coverage that you're getting, that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of our current situation and with the CWHL, Alicia can speak to because the NWHL haven't played, but um, our average salaries are around $2,500 each. And in terms of healthcare coverage, I wouldn't really say we have healthcare coverage. We have a great team of medical experts, so physiotherapists, doctors that are there to ensure our wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are totally volunteer positions for them as well. So we we don't get paid very much where our health is pretty much guaranteed as we're covered under insurance and yeah. uh, the professionals that we're with. But other than that, that's pretty much it. And let's make it clear, $2,500 is for the year, for the season. That's correct. That's for the, that's for the year. That's the average. So all of you, obviously, have to have full-time jobs outside of this. So it, there, there's no way that you can make a career out of this. No, not currently. But that's what we're doing. You know, that's why we're, we're taking a stand. So Carly, what do you do? What, what's your full-time job? Yeah, so I'm a solutions engineer for a company called Salesforce. It's a tech firm. So I'm kind of in the sales role, uh, and I work with healthcare providers in the East Coast of the the United States. So how do you balance, how do you you balance, um, or how did you balance, you know, that career with this love of uh, of hockey and and playing that game? Um, It sounds like a crazy schedule, but... You just kind of manage. Uh, I have a really supportive employer, which is great. And I'm fortunate enough to have a job that's extremely flexible where I can, you know, work whenever I need to, take some time off. Um, I'm pretty free on the weekends if I need to travel. And I have a very understanding boss as well. But there's some people that aren't as lucky. There's some people that are working night shifts um, that are going to practice and then going straight to practice to work afterwards. So I'm kind of the luckier of the few, Mm -hmm. I would say. How long have you been playing hockey for, Carly? Oh, I'm going to age myself here. <laughs> 26 years. I'm 30 and started playing when I was four. So. Wow. Okay. What is it about the game that you love? Um, that's a great question. It's kind of an indescribable feeling unless you've played. You kind of know what it is, but it, it ignites some type of spark that I have. Um, I'm a very competitive person, and for some reason, hockey, I think it's the team aspect of it, has been close to my heart ever since I started playing. Um, ho- all hockey players that are listening to this podcast or, or sorry, the radio station or that are athletes kind of understand that feeling that you get when you step out on the ice or on the on the field with your teammates. Mm-hmm. They're partially my sisters as well. And it's helped me develop so many values, um, whether it's teamwork, whether it's commitment, dedication, time management. There's a lot of things that it has contributed to my life. Um, so that's why I love it. So how hard was it to make this decision to say I'm not going to play? Um, it's pretty rough. Uh, 
but it's for the betterment of the future. So I have a seven-month-old daughter, and I'm doing this for her. I want her to be able to play professionally when she gets older, and uh, a year of my time is nothing compared to the opportunity that she might get when she's older. So um, the the 200 women that came together that said that we're not going to play in North America this year, I mean, uh, from what I understand, it, it was, ju- you know, this this banding together, uh, this sisterhood of, of, um, of hockey players, this happened in weeks. They made, made the decision and put out uh, the statement yesterday on, on social media. What's next? I mean, you know, where do you go from here and what are you hoping? um, What are you hoping for this? I mean, what would be ideal and how do we get there? Yeah. um, So we have a team that's working on behalf of all 200 players. So it's it's a very centralized effort. And we have a few key players uh, um, that are helping us out, one of which is we have Kendall Coyne, Hillary Knight. Those are a few of the popular names that, Mm -hmm. that I'm sure you've heard. But they're on this committee that's, basically sourcing out different opportunities, whether it's the NHL or other business investors, to see who can come to the table and actually offer the right resources for us. And when I see resources, yeah, we're talking about finances, but we also need marketing professionals. We need finance professionals that are in the sports industry, and we never got that. Mm. So next step is for them to you know coordinate all those hear what people have to offer and make the best decision for us as a group moving forward. I think in the past the NHL has said it wouldn't get involved as long as there were these other uh, these other leagues that were that were in place now that mm-hmm. uh, this the um, the uh, the CWHL um, has uh, shut down. Um, do you do you believe that the NHL could get involved or is that that's the I- hope? I'm hopeful. Um, they have the resources that we need. And I know Gary Bettman has said that he wouldn't get involved if there were other professional opportunities available. And we really have to think to ourselves, are there other professional opportunities available? Because you have the NWHL, but that's not really a professional opportunity for women. I'd consider a professional opportunity somebody being able to sustain a living wage. Mm-hmm. And that's not possible in the NWHL either at the moment. So. I'd like them to get involved sooner than later, but at the same time, if you think of Gary Bettman's perspective, he doesn't want to seem like the big person on campus coming in and squashing any entrepreneurial efforts that are taking place as well. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Personally, I would love to see them get involved. Carly Campbell joining me this afternoon. She uh, was a member of the Toronto Furies, a group of uh, 200 uh, female hockey players. And I, and I hate to use female, but they're your hockey players. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> well, what it you. is. But, uh, <laughs> you know, pushing for, you know, uh, a better hockey league that uh, can employ you know, women moving forward. No, I've got to ask you this, and I'm sure you've heard this. You know, I'm looking at some stats here, and I think it was the NWHL last year had an average attendance of 954 at its 46 games uh, last year. I can guarantee you if I look at my text line right now, Carly, it's like... Um, female hockey isn't marketable. What do you, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. And I know you've heard that before. What do you yeah. say to that? Um, I don't agree with it. The, the women's hockey world has really only begun. Um, if you think about it back to the 1998 Nike Olympics, Canada, U.S., that's really when women's hockey exploded. And that was only 21 years ago. So if you could take me back to when the NHL or men's hockey started 21 years ago, where were they? They didn't have that many fans in the stands either. So give us a chance. Do you believe that there is enough demand for a women's hockey league? Yes. Is it 18,000, 20,000 fans a game? Probably not right now, but I can tell you it's definitely more than an average of 1,000 
fans per game. There's definitely a market out there for it. Um, a number of texts coming in. I'm, I'm just going to read these to you, okay, Carly? That's fine. Uh, That's you, fine. you know it, and I just because I, I can't answer them. I don't. I don't play hockey. You know what? I was a volleyball player. <laughs> I was a basketball player, and I only managed to get to college uh, on those ones. So, okay, there's no fights in women's hockey. I'm out. Leave my NHL alone. No offense, but it doesn't have the same draw as men's hockey. It has nothing to do with equality. Um, and uh, and this one, there's a reason for the fact they don't get big money. They aren't marketable. Feel good hockey doesn't make cash. Thoughts? Okay, <laughs> I've heard those. I've heard all of those before. Um, and it's like any business. Um, some businesses will attract different uh, different markets, mm-hmm. right? Whereas the NHL has an established market. They are uh, business people. They are mm-hmm. older hockey fans. We are, our market is younger women's hockey, female mm-hmm. hockey players. Our market is people who are passionate about the sport itself. Um, just because we don't hit and fight doesn't mean that our sport's not good. It's a different game. Mm-hmm. And for those people that have played hockey and have are true fans of the sport understand that it's a different game to be played and just because you don't like our sport it it's okay it's not for you you have your opinion but it doesn't mean that there's other people out there that don't appreciate it you know carly my husband and i uh were talking about this uh last night because he was reading about it my my husband my husband played um hockey uh was offered a scholarship down to the states way back when all of that sort of stuff loves hockey uh football player football coach as well and he 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 was kind of asking some of these things he's like well if there's not the if if it's not popular then why do you put why would anyone and put the money into it. And I said to him, I said, but I said, hon, I said, is it, you know, what comes first, the, the chicken or the egg? What would happen if someone did step up and put some marketing into it and supported it with some cash? And I know that's going to take someone, you know, maybe with some deep pockets to do it and see mm-hmm. where it goes. Um, you know, maybe part of uh, the reason is the fact that uh, it hasn't been marketed properly. It hasn't been, um, okay, it hasn't been it. showed Cased enough is is that fair that's 100 percent fair to say and if you think of women's leagues there's always been separate efforts we had an effort in canada with the cwhl or the old end of your child there's an effort in the united states with the end of there's other leagues taking place there's never been a centralized effort with a centralized team mm-hmm. on behalf of all north america yeah um our marketing in the cwhl for example was printing eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper putting up notices that our games were coming up this weekend and it was on behalf of the players that we had to post on social media for people to come out to our game because we didn't have the proper marketing professionals to actually put together some type of strategy to market our game and we didn't have the money to do that so to your point what happens if we had the money to actually hire the people that know what they're doing yeah yeah, you know, you, you do have to sell just because it's hockey. Um, you know, uh, you know, men's hockey. I mean, you could, you know, you can have a crappy team for sixteen years and the, and the place still s- sells out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, look at. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I live in Edmonton, right? You know, it's been a challenge. Um, exactly. Um, but um, yeah, if, if you were to put some cash in there, and I even look at, you know, for example, soccer in Edmonton, which is building and building and building. We know that soccer across North America is huge. 
but there has been struggles here to get it but you have some backing people are are building it building and building it doesn't happen overnight you don't wiggle your no. nose click your heels together in this case kick uh, click your skates together and it's it's there it's got to be a bit of a commitment but you need to find someone who's willing to put that cash up and that's going to be the the toughest problem right now it, yeah it, it is and it has been um the, you know, what really bugs me is the second there's something out there about female professional sports, and this doesn't just apply to hockey, it applies to other sports as well, people feel the need to come out and tell us why women's sports aren't good and why they don't support them and why they aren't good. They feel the need to voice that opinion to justify why we're not doing well. Um, and to me, that kind of grinds my gears a little bit is because... You haven't really given it a chance. Mm-hmm. Have you been out to a game? And have you been on the court or field or ice with any of these athletes? Because I guarantee you, they would kick your butt. Well, and you know what, Carly? <laughs> here's the, on the ice with them. yeah, and here's and here's the thing, Carly. I mean, we're all giving you a hundred and ten percent of our support when uh, when you're showing up at the Olympics or you're playing the world's whatever it is, right? I mean, yeah. you get all the love at that point, Carly. I'm going to leave you with this, and I want to thank you for joining us. Um, this text came in. It says, "BS to all those texts." You have full support from Lemmy. Watching uh, the the women in the Olympics had me on the edge of my seat. The athleticism is, is amazing. To be honest with the teams in the NHL playoffs right now, I would be um, I would rather be watching women's league and supporting it wholeheartedly. Keep up. Up the the hard work, keep it up, and good luck, Carly. And I hope to uh, I hope to chat with you again, and I'll be um, watching to see where this goes. Great, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Carly Campbell, joining us this afternoon out of Toronto. She plays for the member. Uh, she plays for the Toronto Furies again. Two hundred of the world's top female hockey players declared they're not going to compete in North America next season. They are hoping um, that this will help push. Um, to establish a single viable women's professional professional hockey league. And again, I, I, I can't even, I, I, well, I've read a bunch of the, te- the texts, and, and those of you texting in, you know what you're saying. Um, all of you are like, no, uh, women's hockey is crap, women's hockey is this, women's hockey is that, they don't fight, they don't do this, they don't do that, um, and you don't support it. But I go back to that conversation that I had with my husband last night about, you know, what comes first. Um, you know, what comes first if there was a, a strong hockey league, women's hockey league, if there was one that funds could be directed at, where we could focus on, it could be marketed great, you could see that, would it make a difference? Someone's got to come up with some big pockets. I don't know who that person is, but it has me thinking.